another one. Of madness. Utter fucking trash. Y'all do it every week. Hands on my knees, shaking hands on my thighs. Hands on my knees, shaking hands on my thighs. Hands on my knees, shaking hands on my thighs. Hands on my knees, hands on my knees, shaking hands on my thighs. Hands on my knees, shaking hands on my thighs. Hands on my knees, shaking hands on my thighs. Hands on my knees, hands on my knees. Okay, someone's feeling festive today. Let's either sing Christmas music, and I don't want to do that. Woo! Please don't. All right. What? Please don't. What? I asked nicely. Don't do that. Please don't. Don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. Get off me. So I don't want the presents underneath the room. Y'all see what I gotta deal with? Do y'all see this shit? I, I just want to call my own. I asked very nicely. More than you could and ever here we know. Here we are. my week introduce the damn show it makes my week introduce the show why would you let me be great introduce the show anywho welcome to a social experiment gone completely wrong it's entitled who raised you hoes i am your host lonnie but this week um i will be missy's finger waves that's a legendary thing come on iconic things okay all right, and I am your co-host, Marlon, and this week, I am Nathan's Gnarly Nuts. Well, yeah. triple N? Yeah. Triple N. Well, gnarly is spelled with a G, but sure, why not? It's silent. Yeah. It's silent. She's a silent girl. She's a silent girl. You know, English language and shit. Making mm-hmm. sense that ain't got none. None at all. Anywho, welcome back, kids. Welcome back. Damn, should we tell them now? No. We shouldn't? No. Why? No. If they should It's not time. It's not time. No. It's why, not. why not? No. It's not time. But no. It's not time. It is not time. Fred. It's not time. Fred. It's not time. Fair. Thank you. I, I, I wanted to talk to y'all, but damn. <sighs> it's not time. Why can't we say it now? Because now is not the time. You have one more time to talk to your teeth clenched and I'm going you, you in heard Don't make said. me hurt you. Don't, you get all animated whenever we turn record on this microphone, child. <laughs> I, you know what? You're doing a lot. Anyway. <laughs> I, listen, I deserve the right uh-huh, to do a lot. Sure you do. I always do. do you anywho, uh, anywho, it's time for, for the review. That's it. Now, friend, what, can you tell, tell us what you've been binging so far? Um, I outside am, of what we're about to talk about, I am still on the Paz Raz, which I have to watch episode four of Baby. Don't tell I'm me. not gonna spoil it for you, but Don't Baby. Don't tell me. <laughs> this last episode was a trip already. Still doing the Paz Raz. Babe and I are watching the last season of Sabrina finally because he is finally in the space to watch it. <sighs> You have um, to go, oh gosh, you have to go through that. Because we clearly <laughs> are too different. He be trying to save shit. And I'm like, child, what you saving for? Just watch it. Because you, if you don't watch now, they're going to get rid of it. And then you're going to be mad. 
And it wasn't that the last season anyway? And the, it was the last one, so I'm like, what are you waiting for? So anyway, so last season of Sabrina. I am still watching my um my trash TV fix of Chasing Dallas on the YouTube. See, I have to join you so we can actually have a conversation about Chasing Dallas. I've never I mean, well, this is the last season, so (laughs) of Chasing Dallas. Oh, Dallas is ending. Yeah, Dallas Mm. is ending. Wow. A lot of drama over in Dallas. Oh wow. Um, I'm also watching Just Lauren on the Chasing Reality YouTube channel, which is not as interesting as I thought it was gonna be. It's dull. It's a little dull. And it seems it seems forced in a lot of areas, which is kind of weird. I have to get up on my YouTube shows again this time. Yeah. So, YouTube is I, giving me the things. I do want to um, watch B-Boy Blues. I do. Like, you have to understand something. For gays of a particular age, like us, baby, we remember the book. See, here's the thing. You were either a James Earl Hardy... B-Boy Blues fan or you were an Elin Harris Invisible Life fan? See, I would see I was different from the rest of the girls. I was an Eric Jerome Dickey basketball Jones girl. And I was also that girl. But <laughs> <laughs> when it came to see you had to be a little bit more cultured to know about Eric Jerome Dickey. Did, did you love the way that he used to describe trade a little bit? Just a little bit. Just, Just a little, little bit. bit. He, he had a little realness in his description yeah. of trade. Even though I'm, you know, I'm not big on trade, but you know the fantasy is there. You know, we can delve in. Listen, we were young and we used to always think that we wanted these masculine guys, overly masculine guys. Yeah. And it just And then we realized how toxic they were. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I've been watching. I actually did something that I think none of you would have expected. Um, you know how all the girls love um, the Real Housewives franchise? Mm-hmm. I went back to the original. I started re watching Desperate Housewives. Oh now, if gosh. you girls do not know sure. or remember, Andy Cohen did uh, basically took the idea for the Real Housewives franchise from Desperate Housewives. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. You have. It's the formula. Well, you have to understand that I didn't watch Desperate Housewives. Baby, if you love you some drama, go back and watch Desperate Housewives. Wow. It like if you love you some tr- some trash, mm-hmm. some filth. Okay. You go back and watch Desperate Housewives. Okay. Those girls were just living. How many seasons did they have of that show? Was it like six? I think it was. I think it lasted like five. Okay. I think it lasted five. I could be wrong, but I remember my sister was my sister who's now twenty one was a baby. So what used to happen was at night when I would be trying to play sleep on Sundays, she'd be asleep right here while I'm watching Desperate Housewives, putting her to sleep. Understand something. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's why I fell off of the Real Housewives franchise to begin with because I remember how good Desperate Housewives was. I'm like, you know, you know. <laughs> it just ain't the same. It's not the same. It ain't Give the same. Give my girls their things. Yeah. Um, also, I kind of gave a, a rewatch to Reba as well. I like, I bounce with my television, as you can see. Okay. Um, also, I've been. I don't know if anyone else has been getting into it, but our kind of people is actually really good. Like, it picked up. It's really, really good now. Um, it was a slow start in the beginning when they were giving us, like, a little bit, of, like, hinting at the backstory, the meat of the matter, I mm. like to call it. Okay. And now that we're here, it's like, oh, God, it's drama, drama, drama. We didn't ask all this drama, but here we are. It's nothing but drama. Mm. I've also been given a watch... 
shout out to motherfucking Lena Waithe and her team over at Hillman Grad because this season two of 20s is shot so beautifully. Mm-hmm. The one thing I can credit to Insecure for making me look at when I look at television now is the way that things are shot, and uh-huh. especially the cinematography yeah. and the lighting. The fucking lighting in some of these scenes you on twenty. Really been on this lighting kick lately. I have. Yes, you have. I have. You went through a whole thing about lighting the other yes, episode. I, you yes, sure I did. did. Yes, you I sure did. did. Okay. Yes, I did. And I'll do it again. Okay. And again. Hey. And again. Go on. And a fucking game. All right. But yes, that's basically what I've been watching, catching up with. Uh, mm, BMF ended. Oh. Season um, one. Okay. Season one. Oh, baby. Season one ended with a bang. So you don't watch. And I don't want to spoil it because I have a feeling you might want to watch. Eventually. I know. It's going to yeah. be down the line when like season two is here. And then you'll Probably. be watch and season like, one. I'll be like, oh, what's the thing on that you were saying thing? The, you know, what is it? Why are you being shady to my show? No, I'm not. Just because you know that's how I am. But that's exactly how it'll be. Down the line, I'll be like, what was that show you were talking about? What was it? What was it? Being Steph? Being what? What was it? When BMF. You, oh, yeah, that's it. That's it. When you start to channel your spouse, child. <laughs> <laughs> All you missing is the scrunched up grin. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's get to the meat of the matter of why we're here. Let's talk about this episode of Insecure. Let us talk about it. Um, before we get in the hand, can you have this ain't the hotel, which is kind of soon, by the way, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, so question for you. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a story about a time where you were in the middle of getting your rocks off and something happened to where it was almost embarrassing where you had to be next? <laughs> Y'all already know how I am. You're I don't believe hold in back. that shit. You don't hold back. Go on. So there I was. <laughs> my ex-boyfriend Michael may rest in peace. Come on now. Rest in peace, Michael. Getting my box rocked. Come on, box rocked? It's been a while for me. Bent over the goddamn lazy boy. Ooh, what, ooh was, wait, were you on your back or were you just... Uh-uh. It was it was it was on all fours. We was doing the doggy style. Yeah. Back shots. Back if shots. Let me tell y'all something. If you have never ever gotten it in like a lazy boy, you ain't never lived. Child. You ain't lived. <laughs> Just make sure the handle's pulled all the way up. You don't want to injure yourself, child. You but really anyway. don't. So there I was getting my back shots in the lazy boy in the front room. Yes, God. All the lights were off. He was making things happen. Let me set the mood right. And then his mama walked in the front door. Oh. Yep. And the front door was right in front of the lazy boy. Of course. Like you you open the front door and there I am. Of course it was. Barbecue sauce for my titties. What? There was, no, there was no I'm barbecue sorry. sauce. There was no barbecue sauce. That I, was a joke. There was a joke. I don't know he screamed though. Down. He lost his shit. <laughs> I'm about to cry. I'm like, bitch, no. Imagine being caught out there with some dead going roast. <laughs> barbecue sauce on your titty. But yes, I, it was. I. Mm. Uh, oh boy wow what a time what wow, a time wow. so yeah 
I wish it would have been a phone call. I wish it would have been a phone call. But no. No. She walked right on in. Damn, Gina. Yeah. Uh, well, there was one time in my younger years. Mm-hmm. Okay? I was in a baby gay. I was my 20s gay. I had a better sense of self and dignity. I'm still baby gay, but okay. Shut up. <laughs> so, I went to this young man's house. He was a little younger. It's the reason why I don't fuck with dudes that are younger than me now. Mm-hmm. And he did not live alone. He lived with family. Okay. So I think you know where this is going. Okay. Kind of similar situation. Yeah. We were in the middle of doing things and well, the family came home. Not just the mama, the family. The family. Came home. The <laughs> sister, the niece slash nephew, the mama and grandmama came home all at the same time. <laughs> Then you had the nerve, the gall, the caucasity to BBL and think that in a situation like this, they already know what's going on because you acted mad secretive because you got a dude in here that we don't know and you acted mad secretive. Um, I don't out DL dudes. I don't make it my business to, but in this instance, I mean, the the putting was all there. Like you had all the ingredients for a disaster I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> I like, sir. I was under the impression that you guys were not going to be back anytime soon. So yeah, I had so wait a minute, my so car what, keys and I bailed. So were you? Were y'all like in a room somewhere, or did they walk we in on y'all? We were in his. Luckily, they didn't walk in. We were in his room. Okay. When this all happened. Um, yeah, that was my embarrassing sex story. Like, sir, I need you to understand that they have walked into the scent of sex and semen. It's, it, it, you can't deny that. And then nine times out of ten, no shade. Normally when shit like this happened, the dick is always trash anyway. Was it trash, friend? It was trash. Oh, shit, well, fuck it. Okay. It was, I'm, it, it was, it was beyond trash. We lit the dumpster on fire. It was trash. Gross. Anyhow. Let's get to insecure. The reason I asked that is because Molly arrives at a hotel. Um, actually, excuse me. We start the scene episode. Scene. Get into it. Hmm. Molly has on her um after the clubs after hour spot dress on. Her freaking dress. Her freak um dress is on. It don't look like she got on no motherfucking panties. No, she doesn't. And all we see is her holding a headboard, and it looks like she is just. Moving, thrusting her hips around and telling this man to spell her name as he is sucking on her clitoris, y'all. First of all, I thought she was wearing the dick out. Come to find out, sister joined the face of this club and wore that ass out. She wore him out. Sure did. Okay. I was proud. Then as she's sitting here getting her second one, because we all know after you have that moment, you need a minute to catch your breath. Just a quick one. She sees that she has a bunch of missed calls from her father, and then her brother texts her. Next thing we know, we're at a hospital. Ugh. And they tell her that <laughs> there is not much more that they can do, which took a wild left turn. When they go to see the body, they realize that it is not Ugh, her mother. It is someone else, and it is a bad mistake. And of course, this is just insecure fashion for some shit like this to happen anyway. Just awkward on top of awkward on top of awkward. So they found out basically that Molly's mama had a stroke. My first question to you is, you believe that Issa truly showed up for Molly? Absolutely. 
She really did. She did. She really did. On all fronts, literally dropped everything that she was doing, was about to do, came to her aid, helped mama change clothes. Asked, and what I really appreciated about what Issa did was that Issa asked Molly what she, she needed. Yeah, because in that moment, a lot of us will forget easily. What do you need as right. a friend right now? Right. Like, how can I help you? And then on top of that, when Molly was being Molly and like, no, I can handle it and all that shit, she stepped even further into her friendship and told her what she needed. Yeah, like, girl, you need, first of all, and you need to change your clothes? Right. Like, girl, all right. Like, you're doing a lot. Give me this dress. Right. You want, I'll go to your house and get a different pair of clothes, but please, take this. <laughs> Quick sidebar to this question. Who looked better in the dress? Molly or Issa? <sighs> Because I got my answer. I'm sorry, Yvonne ate that dress. Oh. I'm sorry, bitch. I feel like Issa bodied that dress. She stepped up the bathroom. I was like, no, wait a fucking minute, Issa. All right. They both looked really good. They both looked really they good. They both looked amazing in the dress. But, yeah. that's the, Honestly, that's, I think, the tightest outfit we've seen Issa in the whole show. Yes. She doesn't wear tight clothing. No, not at all. Everything is loose. It's like some type of room to breathe in it in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. She doesn't like tight stuff. Yeah. So, my next question was, because this is something, this hit home. (laughs) This hit home so bad, Mm -hmm. it's not even funny. Okay. Because I promise you, our parents are notorious for this type of shit. When I tell you, I looked at the screen when they said this. I'm like, you got to be motherfucking kidding me because they're in my life. Yvonne tweeted while the show was airing, parents think that protecting their kids by withholding important, difficult information, but sometimes that hurts more. So, was Molly's parents wrong for not telling her that her mom had a stroke before? Yes. They were dead ass wrong. Yes. Like, I don't care. My thing is, I hate when... The elders use a generation of, we, you know, didn't want to worry you. Worry me! Because right now, you want to deal with this supposed to just tell me the truth from the jump? Let me tell you something. I don't have a father right now for this very reason. Because he was notorious for, I didn't want to bother you with it. I didn't want to, I didn't want you to be worried. I didn't want you to be fussing. What? Let me be the deciding factor in that. Why are you taking that power from me? And then we get into this situation where something's going on with you. I could have had a conversation with you. We could have did some more research. We could have done any number of things. And here I am. Life is just shaking all the way up because you decided that you wanted to keep me away from it. That's not how this works. I'm now an adult. I'm not 15, 16, or any of my other adolescent ages. My reaction is going to be my reaction. Right. You're just going to have to deal with it. That's it. But right now, I'm in a situation where I'm looking at you in a hospital bed, and I don't know what to do. Because why? I didn't want to worry you. Now I'm stressed out. I'd rather be worried than stressed out. Yeah, and I was not prepared. So, Uh, yeah. it, It sucks. It fucking sucks. When niggas rush for a title, was it too soon for Nathan to label himself as Issa's boyfriend to her mom? 
I'm a little indifferent about this. I, I am too. This is like difficult. I'm a little indifferent about this because the knee-jerk response is that yes, it was a little too soon. But also, when I watched that scene, it felt like he was doing it in jest, but kind of playing at the same time. Like he was really serious about it. I said in just and playing, they're both the same things. Mm-hmm. It it felt like he was being serious, but he was being silly at the same time. Like, it, what I was reading was her facial expressions. Yeah. Like, her facial expressions to me this season are so telling, especially when it comes <laughs> to Nathan. I'm like, girl, you are literally, he is your rebound man at this point. You do not love him. I don't know where that came from. And you still have feelings for Lawrence that you have not worked out. You still have feelings for your ex. I believe that she loves him because of what she said when she said that. I believe she said it in a moment, but it wasn't like a love you for that. It wasn't like a disregard almost for specifying for the situation. Sis flat out said, I love you. She, she was like, that's why I love you because you always so patient with me. No! Girl, what are you doing? You just told this man you wanted to take it slow. And now you're telling him you love him? What is wrong with you? No! You still, you still think about Lawrence. All the time. You cry in his mouth about Lawrence. All the time. But you love him? All the time. <sighs> What are your thoughts on of their um of their friendship after this episode? I'm talking about Issa and Molly. What do I think about their friendship after this episode? This episode showed me because if y'all go back and listen to the previous episodes, I was not convinced. This is why I love asking this question again because everyone after the first episode of the season was like they not over it blah blah blah. I'm like they fast forward into time. And even with a major life event, you have some people like, they still not over it. I'm like, if they weren't over it, how come she showed up and showed out when her mom was in the hospital? Yeah, I mean. She dropped, like you said, she dropped mm -hmm. everything she had planned for that day to make sure she was there for her. Yeah. Even had Nathan involved in it. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just like, I feel like they are really making progress. That they've made a lot of progress. I can't even say making because... They're in a totally different space now with their friendship. I believe the fallout helped a lot and made them step back and really reflect on themselves. All that good shit. I believe they're doing a good job. Now, where it goes from here? I don't know. Because the next issue is, is going to hit hard. The next issue is going to have some... She's going to call... I Okay. Let's get past the last couple of questions. I only got two left, and I promise you, the last one you're going to be glad I asked. We kind of went over this, but I want us to answer this question. Does Issa really love Nathan? I believe that she does. I believe that she sincerely loves Nathan. Nathan came at a time where... Issa had already done her rotation, already broke up with Lawrence, 
had her issues with that, and I feel like she was really sincerely ready to go into a new situation. Mm-hmm. I believe that the connection between Nathan and Issa is different than the connection with Lawrence. Lawrence, Lawrence has Lawrence has oh, a lot of Lawrence's history. So there are a lot of ties and a lot of a lot of connections with that that she won't be able to get. That's the hardest part about this for her is that her and her and Lawrence were together for so long. So that love runs a lot deeper. When you introduce new love and you're feeling a new person, it hit different. So it's gonna take her time to get past how what she feels like love's supposed to be because she was with Lawrence for so long to get comfortable with this love with Nathan. I believe that she does, but it doesn't negate the fact that she's doing this rebound shit and being Issa and doing Issa and neglecting the fact that she's still in love with Lawrence. I honestly believe that she is still like conflicted with her feelings for Lawrence, which is why she felt the way when she saw him and Condola in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like she literally wanted to damn near hide herself, even though Lawrence saw her. Mm. And I'm like, of course. And someone mentioned this on Twitter. I'm like, every single time we start to get somewhere with Nathan, here come here Lawrence. Here come Lawrence, rockhead like, ass. God, can we get to the one good part with Lawrence, with Nathan? Can we? Like, can we just be happy with Nathan for once? Like, what the... F- like, why? I mean, child, even if it ain't gonna be Nathan, can we be happy somewhere else? Instead of constantly going back to this man. But here we are. All right, I had to ask the question because it requires answers. What is your prediction for the rest of the season? Mind you, we are halfway through the season already. This was episode five. I believe what we said is gonna, what we said was going to happen last week is going to happen. She going to end up fucking around with Lawrence again, and this time it's going to be the demise of so many different things for Issa, and it's going to be unfortunate because it's going to be another situation. Excuse me, situation where I feel like Issa's gonna look back and be like, I keep sacrificing everything for you and I'm not getting anywhere. Because Issa is about to step into some shit that she is just not mentally or emotionally prepared for. Because the elephant in the room that's not really being addressed about this whole situation about Lawrence having a baby is that, and I think that it's the pivotal part as to why Issa can't let go is because that's supposed to be her. That's supposed to be they baby. That's supposed to be them together. Even Mm -hmm. though him and Condola are not together anymore, all of the things that Lawrence is experiencing right now are things that she had always seen with him. And because it's not happening, it just leaves this longing situation where it's like, he didn't got his shit together. It's that old adage, I built that nigga up, and then look what happened. And I know she feel like that in her head. I know she does. But here's the problem. She's not voicing what she's feeling. Of course not, because she's easy. She's awkward. She's avoidant. She's non-confrontational. All of these things are the perfect storm for this madness that she's going through right now. And when she go back and fuck Lawrence, try to get back with Lawrence or anything else, it is going to turn her world upside down and she's going to have to decide what's Which more important Lawrence or, or her Nathan. life not even Nathan Lawrence or her life because if she go back to Lawrence 
everybody around her is going to be like, bitch, now what are we doing? Why did you go back to this man? You left him. Now you're back with him. You, And that's why I'm saying this next thing between her and Molly is going to be the nail in the coffin. And it's going to be make or break. Because Issa's not ready for what Molly's going to have to say once she does this shit with Lawrence. Because she, it's, because she can't combat it this time. No. The difference is... In seasons past with Molly, she was able to combat it and be like, well, you can't say much because your life is still a mess too. Or basically say, I have a sense of what's going on here. Let me figure it out. The point, the standout to me from this episode was when Issa said, my mom is all over the place. I'm like, well, then shit, y'all really related because you and her are all over the place. You don't know what you want. I still believe she does not want Nathan. I feel like she loves the idea of Nathan, Mm -hmm. but the reality of Nathan is not something she's into right now. Mm -hmm. I will openly say that. What I did see is someone saying, um, mentioned with the show that this season isn't as vibrant as the the previous ones. Mm -hmm. I'm like, because we're dealing with real adult shit now. Compared to like the last seasons where... The focal point was mainly their love life, their love lives, and maybe a little bit of work. This one, they're actually going through life shit this time mm-hmm. around. Like it's actual life things that they threw in the in the script this time. So my prediction, I say it once, I said it, I'll say it again. We're about to open the door for Lawrence to come back in. The door just got open for him to come back in, especially when she finds out. If you guys remember from the trailer, Lawrence does move back to Los Angeles, and it makes her re-question everything. She's going to hurt Nathan in the process of everything. Mm-hmm. I still believe that Molly is going to call her out on it and read her for fucking filth, and she's not going to know how to take it this time. And it's not going to be a nasty read. It's not going to be a it's nasty not. read. It's going to be very much, this is me showing you how much I love you and where I've been, what I've been through and all of this shit that I've been working on on myself. This is coming from a space of love. You fucking up, sis. You really fucking up because... You have a man that is willing to work. Like, both of you are imperfect, but you're willing to work with each other. And you're willing to compromise something that could be so great for someone that is just basically the male version of you. Does not know what he wants, is all over the fucking place, and now he has a child in the mix. Yes, I understand. And I can't wait for her to finally give the monologue where she says, "This is suppo- this, that was supposed to be me. When that monologue comes, this whole season is going to come full circle as to why she's feeling the way she does. Mm -hmm. When she gave the speech about being jaded, I was like, yes, God. She was like, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to fall, to drop. I'm like, no, that is real because you don't want to dwell in being happy because you're so used to that happiness being taken from you. That you don't know how to celebrate it, let alone just know and trust it's not leaving. Right. Because everything is tangible in life. Yeah. But child, we gonna see. We gonna see because this shit right here. A mess. Is a hot ass mess. A mess. Well, that's it for, for the review. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to get up, wipe, and flush. Get up, wipe, and flush. And flush. Get up, wipe, and flush. Uh. It's time for scroll on, child. So... As we wrapped recording last week, literally, I want to say about an hour or so, probably later, we got news of rapper Young Dolph being shot and killed in his hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. 
I'm reading this from New York Times. Young Dolph, a deeply skilled Memphis rapper with a deathpan bravado and fierce independent streak who emerged as one of hip-hop's most promising new stars in recent years, was killed Wednesday in a shooting in his hometown. He was 36. The news, which was reported by Fox 13 Memphis, was confirmed by the mayor of Memphis, Jim Stokeland, who wrote on Twitter, the tragic, the tragedy, shooting, the tragic shooting, my apologies, death of rapper Young Dolph serves as another reminder of, of the pain that the violent crime brings with it. <sighs> he also acts for peace in the city as the police also begin to investigate his murder. The last thing that I heard is I believe they had like three people in custody. Mm -hmm. um, that's not confirmed. I don't have a, site, a source to back that one up. But I believe that's what I heard because I... The sad part is when death comes down when it comes to musicians with certain... I'm just like, I don't even want to go into the details. Because it's just... It's sad. And the thing that bothers me the most is when people begin to get some no level of notoriety, you can't go back to where you came from. It's no easy way to say that. People would love to believe that, oh, I should still go to the hood and be all right. No, those motherfuckers are trying to rob and kill you. Yeah. And it's a sad realization that he could have died. It's kind of like Nipsey all over again. You could have literally died living your life elsewhere. You died in your hometown. It's not like you died in a car accident elsewhere you literally died basically off of envy from people that were in your hometown. Mm, mm -mm. It's and he was thirty six. Child, thirty six had only begun to live. Literally, and has two kids. That's the part that bothered me the most. And like he, and it's not like he was just one of those dads that was always just like, "Yeah, these are my kids." No, he was an active father. So now you have two kids that have to grow up without a father. <sighs> That's all I can say on that one, cause I I I I just don't know, y'all. I don't know. Well, let's get to Porsche Williams. Porsche. 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 Let's get to Porsche Williams. Well, poor, uh, they decided to put out an excerpt from Porsche's book, The Pursuit of Porsche. Okay. And in Portia's book, she reveals a former relationship with R. Kelly. What? I'm reading this from page six. The Royal Housewives of Atlanta star claimed in the book that the initial singer, who was found guilty for sex trafficking in September, left her trapped in a bedroom in his house before oh, excuse me, propositioning her and leaving her feeling pressured to submit to him variety reported. Oh my gosh. I've already put myself in this position, Williams, now 40, wrote in her book, according to the excerpts published by Variety. This is what you're supposed to do. You have to. She continued, I have my own business. I have my own home. And it was a mentality that has been conditioned over the years by men, that they are better than me. And I only have value if they say I have value. I think me being in a weakened mindset made me ready and available for him to be a predator and seek me out. <sighs> now she goes on to further say in the article that there was a party where he had like 20 to 30 women and then she just heard like screaming and like you can hear like something physical is happening mm -hmm. and she just left and he said he tried to call her afterwards and she's like I'm done with you you know one thing that I can say about this is that 
I am glad that she has grown past this ideology that she has to belittle herself or submit herself in such a fashion to men. Mm -hmm. Because what we've seen of Portia relationship-wise when she first stepped on the scene with that first marriage, it it just seems like... You can tell her Cordell was just not a match. Yeah, but she's had some really major codependency issues. Um, And it, it makes me wonder what happened to her in the past that put her in this mentality to feel like she has to be beneath men. You know what I mean? And this is not victim shaming or anything like that, but most of us as people are often either indoctrinated to believe or grow up in households where that type of energy is promoted Mm-hmm. Where we take it on into our adult life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we can see things or, you know, we're taught that this is what you're supposed to do. And a man knows everything and they're supposed to take care of this and that. And that can, your mind can get warped to believe that you, like she said, she feels like she deserved it. Like, I'm supposed to be beneath these men and all this other stuff. Which <clears throat> makes room for people like R. Kelly to come in and abuse that. And, like, abuse her and abuse other women. It's, it's just really unfortunate. But I'm glad that she's gotten past that and, like, worked on herself. Because Portia has come a long way. A very long way. Very long way. So, and I'm actually kind of interested to read this book now. I am, too. Because yeah. I want to know the rest. Yeah. I really want to know about that marriage to Cordell. Because, baby, when I tell you that man did a number, he did a number. Yeah. So, yeah. I would love to read this book. Mm-hmm. So, as we move on, I hate to break the heart of all the girls and gays, but it's time to break y'all heart. Um, y'all know y'all forever bay that everyone loved on Instagram, and they still love to this day. And, you know, that's bay. I love him. Oh, my God. Well, I'm here to break your heart, sis. Odell Beckham Jr. is expecting. Oh, with his girlfriend. He didn't shot the club up. He shot the club up. Um. Yes, he shot the club up to his girlfriend, Lauren Wood, who was pregnant with their first child. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Lauren posted it to her Instagram on Sunday and just basically put the caption, I love you, I love you, I love you. And yeah, and with that, kids... Sorry to tell you, your baby daddy is now going to be a baby daddy. Pretty much. To a child that's not yours. That ain't going to stop y'all, though. It's not. Everybody's still going to be lusting. That don't mean shit. It's not. That don't mean shit. If anything, that's going to make y'all want him more. He shot her club up. He loved. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till he shot my club up, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I want to shoot my club up. All right. All right. <laughs> Shut up. Let me have my minute. Damn. Anywho, moving right along. So, and while we're here making press releases, let's talk about another press release that was a little, a little odd. Okay. Um, You know, the girl, Wendy, the Williams, mm-hmm. as we all know, in the past couple months, Wendy has had some health issues. Yes. She has been away from her show for three months. She's had fill-in guests fill-in for her, and she's still recovering. 
Well, there was even talk that Wendy was suffering from early stages of dementia and that she was wheelchair bound. Oh. So, if you 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 remember Wendy's brother Tommy, I don't. You 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 do. You do. I don't. I thought she only had a sister. I no, didn't know she, she has a brother. brother too. Oh, okay. Tommy and her were a little strange. They had a little fallout, you know, publicly, where she was talking about his wife on on her show. Well, uh, excuse me, when she saw about his wife on her show, and it just, it got nasty. got really, really nasty. Mm-hmm. But um, the protective older brother jumped out because he released a statement uh, amongst the chit-chatter. So he basically confirmed that it is not, um, that basically Wendy's issue is physical more than it's anything else that denied the dementia rumors. But um, this one quote in here stands out to me. We haven't, this coming from OK Magazine. We haven't had any alerts like that, and I haven't seen anything like that or had have had conversations with her that would lead me to believe that. The 54-year-old added before pointing out, we routinely go up and check on Wendy, even though we're all down here in Florida. Florida? Florida. Yes, the family lives in Florida. I'm sorry. So how are you doing, how often are these routine checkups from Florida? That's the question I want to know. Because a lot of shit can go on from the trip to Florida up to New York alone. And I know y'all ain't got money like that, so... She's the one with the money. Right. So, she's just paying for y'all tickets to come back and forth? How long are y'all staying? What do these checkups look like? Not to mention, if her, if her health is failing her, why are you guys not up here temporarily to make sure she's good? Why don't y'all just move up here? I understand she has the money to pay assistance to do such things, but if y'all are the family, why are you not here? Child. Make this make sense, because I'm a little confused. If your family, and sometimes this happens where your health fails, your loved one, are you staying away? Not like this. Not like this. No. You know, I've been checking on her routinely from Florida, but... Routinely, is that daily? I don't know. Granted, what? I don't. Once every two weeks. I, I, I'm not Once in their pockets. I don't know their money like that. But I know if my sister was gravely ill like that, and I'm I'm not leaving New York. Child. I'm not going back to Florida. I'm not leaving New York. Mm-mm. I'm gonna have to stay for the shit. If I got a job, something gonna have to happen. It's gonna be more than a routine checkup. I, I can't. I mm. can't. Child, bless the mess. Bless it. Now, this is the part that I withheld, um, and I was kind of elated if you guys saw on Twitter. Um, today was Grammy Day. They mm. announced the nominations for Grammys. Mm-hmm. Now, purposely, Marlon did not go on social media on Twitter after the Grammys were announced around noon today. I, I didn't even know, child. So yes, he didn't know. So I purposely told him that he had to wait for me. So I can tell him the parts of the actual awards that I stand for uh-huh. for the nominations this year. Okay. Because they, I feel like we finally got one. Okay. So I'm going to read directly from Variety because they reported all the nominations and I went straight down to field six, which is R&B. Mm-hmm. So here we are for the nominees for best R&B performance. Snow like we lost you. Don't do that to my girl. Peaches, Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar and Gideon. 
her damage. Okay. Leave the door open by Silk Sonic. Are you ready? Just, just say it. It's, just say it. Pick up your feelings, Jasmine Sullivan. I know. <laughs> give my girl her things. Give my girl her. Th- give her I'm her not, shit. I'm give not, her her I'm shit. Not, I'm not done. Ooh, okay. All right. All this right. traditional R&B performance, John. Baptiste, I need you. I bring know. it, uh, bring it on home to me. BJ, the Chicago kid, PJ Morton, and King and Dixon. Shout out to King and Dixon. Uh, about time he got his things. Born again, Leon Bridges, featuring Robert Glasper. Her fight for you. How much can a heart take? Lucky day featuring Yibba. Come on, come on. Best progressive R and B album. Eric, excuse me, Eric Bellinger, New Light. Um, Corey Henry, Something to Say. Move Validate. Um, Hocus, I believe. I don't know how to pronounce the full artist's name. It's complicated. Table for Two, Lucky Day. Okay, okay. Dinner Party Dessert, which is a collaborative album between Terrence Martin, Robert Glasper, Ninth Wonder, and Kamasi Washington. And Studying Abroad, Extended Stay, Visego. Now, he deserves the things for extended stay. I fucking love that project. Okay. Okay. He deserves the things. He plays all the instruments. He's bad man. Mm-hmm. Now, here we go for best R&B song. Damage. Good, excuse me. Damage. Good Days. Okay. Okay. Heartbreak Anniversary. Okay. Leave the door open. Okay. Pick up your feelings. Yes. <laughs> Continue. It's okay. Best R and B album. Okay. Temporary highs and violet skies. No Allegra. It was fucking amazing. Shut up. No, it wasn't. We are John Baptiste. I guess I hit him. (laughs) Gold Digger Sound. Leanne Bridges. Her. Back of my mind. Hotels. Jasmine Sullivan. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. You're saying it was a lot of static, and then it got really clear at the end. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. <clears throat> Best rap performance. Family Ties, Baby King featuring Kendrick Lamar. Up, Cardi B. Okay. My Life, J. Cole featuring 21 Savage and Moray. Way Too Sexy, Drake featuring Future and Young Thug. Meg the Stallion, Thought Shit. Come on. And that's in the irony is she actually meant to shout it out the Grammys in that song. It's kind of ironic she got nominated. Um, Best melodic rap performance. This is a new field. Melodic rap. Melodic rap performance. Interesting. Pride is the Devil. J. Cole featuring Little uh, Little Baby. Need to Know Doja Cat. Okay. Industry Baby. Yes, Montero. I screamed. What's your name? Tyler the Creator. Never heard. Oh, you need the sample and what's your name is everything. Never. Hurricane. Kanye West featuring The Weeknd and Lil Baby. Best rap album. The All Season, J. Cole. Certified Lover Boy, Drake. King's Disease 2, Nas. Call Me If You Get Lost, Silent Creator, and Donda by Kanye West. Listen to me. If you did not listen to Call Me If You Get Lost, then you don't understand why I was nominated. 
that album sound like a mixtape, but all of the instruments on the album were like live instruments. And who's that bar again? Tyler the Creator. Oh. But it was it's so good. So good. Best rap song. Even in death. Bad Salts, DMX featuring Jay-Z and Nas. Wow. Best Friend, Saweetie featuring Doja Cat. Come on. <laughs> Family Ties, Baby King featuring Kendrick Lamar. Jail, Kanye West featuring Jay-Z. My Life, J. Cole featuring 21 Savage and Murray. Then you got to Pop Vocal. And Pop Vocal is where it just got interesting. Because this one nomination of Pop Vocal that gagged me. I ain't gonna hold nobody to it. I just passed by it. Um, pop. Here we go. Best pop solo performance. Anyone. Justin Bieber. Right on time. Brandy Carly. Happier than ever. Billie Eilish. Positions. Ariana Grande. And Driver's License by the Octavia Girl. <laughs> <laughs> you really do not see it, Paul. I and don't. that is so funny to me. <laughs> I don't. I really, really don't. But it... Well, Doja and SZA got a nomination for Best Pop Duo slash Group Performance for Kiss Me More. Yes, because it's a pop song, not, not R&B. R&B. I got a whole word when we finish this. Um, but they have competition because BTS is also nominated for Butter. I'm sorry, the girls the girls go up for K-pop, so it's like they, they really have do. competition. But BTS, they disturb me. Well... <laughs> A uh, best traditional pop vocal album has a shock in it. Let us see sings Nina by Let us see. That's a R and B album. That is soul. What? Where is it pop? It's not pop at all. What? What? Is, who is it? Who is in these rooms making these categories and and putting people in them? Because y'all clearly don't know what the fuck y'all doing. I mean, but then you have Tori Kelly in the same one for her um, Christmas project, a Tori Kelly Christmas. <laughs> I guess true. But then you have uh, no. Okay, Dance Electric. That's what, like I said, Black Coffee got nomination. But other than that, the major categories, they actually shook it up this year. Effective this year, the major categories that have now up to 10 nominees in it. So before it was only four, they upped it to 10. So for song, record, and album, mm-hmm. and new artists all had 10 nominees in them. God damn. Yeah, they made it fair across the field. All right. This year was the year, honey. For record of the year, I still have faith in you by ABBA. And I'm mad the minute I said to you, I was like, wait, they really, I'm like, yes, they did release an album this year. My, I was like, are they, they still alive, Jeff? They're still alive. Right. Freedom by John Baptiste. I can kick out of you, Peaches, of course. Right on time. Kiss me more. Montero, call me by your name. That driver's license, girl. And then leave the door open. <laughs> I'm sorry. They get, like... I uh, I have a whole rant in how I feel about it, but I promise you I might get canceled for it. Oh, God. No, fuck that. I'm not getting canceled for it. I love how non-black artists could do the bare minimum and get all the recognition, but black artists do the most and get little to nothing. Ooh. I'll say that. Yeah. Like, she literally does the bare minimum, just like Billie Eilish, but I digress, and we move on. Um, Album of the year, we are, hold on, Love for Sale, Justice, Planet Her, Happier Than Ever, Back of My Mind, Um, Montero is nominated for Album of the Year, that sour girl. Um, (laughs) 
Taylor Swift is also nominated. Mm. Um, and Donda. 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 Mm. <laughs> and then Song of the Year, Bad Habits, A Beautiful Noise, Charming Voices. Fight for You. Okay? <clears throat> Kiss Me More. Leave That Door Open, child. Montero, Peaches, and Right on Time. And Best New Artist, Baby Keen, and Saweetie are nominated. Word. So Sweetie is now a two-time Grammy-nominated artist. Word. Go off. Okay, and we cannot wait to see the Grammys in January. <sighs> we shall see, child. We shall see. But let's talk about the American Music Awards real quick. I'm going to talk to y'all <laughs> Cause I, I literally you I wasn't gonna say nothing. I, I felt I felt like I said enough um beforehand, but now I, I downright need to be disgusting. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, Doja Cat is what? A rapper. Because she melodically sings on tracks does not make her a singer. Right. Why is she winning an R and B award? I understand that y'all have enough money where y'all don't give a shit about how artists are categ- how artists are categorized and how you define them or whatever genre they belong to. But sis, she's a whole rapper. A whole rapper. Just because she melodically sings or melodically raps on tracks does not make her a singer. And it, first of all, it does not make it R and B. Y'all wouldn't dare hop up and call Drake a singer because he's not a singer; he's a rapper. But Doja, because y'all don't know how to categorize artists of color. Oh, she's an R and B artist. She's not. She's not an R and B artist. You dumb fuck. I've never been an R and B. You had nothing but R and B girls in the category, but you gave it to the artist that it doesn't even identify in the genre. Like, what, 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 what were we thinking here? What was that acceptance speech like? Because I imagine she was like, "Thank I, you." The weekend hasn't even been pop soul since his first three projects that he put out before he gave you Kissland. Sure. Let's be perfectly clear about the things. Even though he started out as pop soul because he was never R and B, let's be all the way clear about that one. But even with that, you went and nominate him in R and B. That's a pop singer. He's a pop singer. That song was a pop song. Why is it winning R&B? Why are you not giving Jasmine Sullivan her things? Let me tell you something right now. If Jasmine Sullivan does not leave with at least one motherfucking Grammy at this award show, I'm raising all hell. We gonna fight. I'm raising all the hell. That woman gave you all of the things in the middle of a damn pandemic. Every performance. All of them. Stellar. All of them. Flawless. All of them. Never missed the mark. Quick question before we get off this tangent, though. What? Didn't Ungali Hour came out last year, right? It came, yeah, it came out last year. Okay, great. Okay. It didn't, no, and I know where you're about to go with this. For Ungali Hour to get not remember, Ungali Hour got nominated last year, right? Because it came out literally the summer of the pandemic, right? I was it, just making sure because I was like. Jasmine missed the mark to be nominated, I think, because her project came out in the fall, but she had literally just missed the deadline to be nominated, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But that's why we see her this year. And then someone had a question. They said, the, how come Victoria Monet's not nominated? They told her she fell out of eligibility because her project came out in August of 2020. 
I don't know these things. The semantics are all. Yeah, shit. she fell out. Of, she fell out of it. But even with that, she would have got nominated this year for it. She didn't get nominated. There's a lot of projects that got snubbed. Let's be all the way clear. There's a bunch of projects that got snubbed by the Academy. It happens every year. The fact that Drake only has really one nomination. Drake has... Actually, Kanye has more nominations than Drake. This um, this go-around. And I feel like I've heard more about Drake's album than Kanye's, but... I guess, Joe. I mean, to each his own, but hey... Well, that's all I have for you kids this week. Um, it's been a long scroll on, I guess. But we talked about the things today. Yes, we did. So I'm going to refill my cup, and I think Marlon already turned the fire on in his pot. Oh, it's been on. We ready. It's summer. We're ready for the Is things. it gumbo or is it chili? No, no. We, we, we got a nice soup today. Oh, good. A nice hearty soup. Oh, is it chicken now? We're going to do the things. Is it, is it homemade? No. no. Well, you know it's homemade now. We'll be right back, y'all. Cut, refill, let's chill. (laughs) Cut, refill, let's chill. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right, y'all. Welcome back. It is time. I done threw my bay leaves in. Got the whole trinity in the water. That's right. That means it's about to be real good. You have to put a bay leaf in. The bay leaves got to go in the pot. Time to stir it. All right. Now, I kept it kind of light this week because, uh, you know, we wanted holidays and shit. So, mm-hmm. got to keep it light. Got to keep it light and fun. So, you got two options. Oh, I get options this week. You got two options. I'm going to let you direct what goes in this pot next. So. Okay. Come on. Grape or orange soda? So you're just gonna make me look extra black. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fine. Oh, y'all got me saying soda. Fine. I've always been an orange soda person. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So he chose orange soda. So we are gonna talk about the holidays with holidays, y'all. Now, is it just me, or do the holidays hit a little bit different when you get older and you gotta pay bills and shit? It hit different when you older. A whole lot different, cause I ain't been excited about Christmas since I was knee high to a bucket of shit. I ain't got. To I ain't that. been excited about Christmas since I was in my early twenties. <laughs> Every year, I'm like, oh god, that means I have to actually spend bread. Yes, time. because there's no more like sitting back and enjoying it all, child. You got to buy gifts and all this other shit. It's all crazy. I hate well, let's chat it up about the holidays forthcoming and what's changed since the days of yesteryear up until the present. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, first question. Which was your favorite holiday as a kid? Thanksgiving or Christmas? Christmas. <laughs> you see how there was literally no thought in that at no all. No hesitation whatsoever, friend. Really? I was the type of person, I don't know about y'all, but... um. I'm a gay of a particular age. Mm-hmm. So, if you remember, if you really remember where I'm about to go with this, then we are really meant to be friends and you need to hop in my DM. Okay. So, every year, whenever the big, the toy book would come out from Toys R Us, the big book, okay? I had, yes, okay? I had pen and paper ready. <laughs> I was circling the toys 
ever so swiftly and thinking, well, damn, they did tell us that we only could choose three items. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to narrow it down and then be like, well, I want this, but I might get bored with this sooner. So I think this will work better and it fits a little bit because my parents were never the type to sit here and really make us believe in Santa Claus, so we always do mm. with them. So it's like, alright. So, oh, I'm gonna do this, because I think I'll get that, and I had no problem with that. And then I'm gonna get them two extra ones just in case the other one ain't there. Come on, fulfill a present. Yes. <laughs> do the things, yes. Yo, you brought it back for me, because I almost forgot. So, you did the Toys R Us big book, but for me, it was the back of the JCPenney's book. When Christmas came around... Mama got that big, thick-ass JCPenney's catalog, and I will always go to the back, because that's where all the fucking toys was, and just glamorize over all the toys and what I wanted, all that shit. Now, she didn't have a circling shit. She just knew what we wanted, and she went and bought it, but... I know, we had to make a list. You know, it was all about the fantasy for us. It was so bad, my mama used to sit here, well, we never put out milk. Mm-mm. She was like, Santa wants Pepsi. <laughs> that is the blackest shit I've ever heard in my Life. Well, Come you on. already know my family black as hell. Santa Claus goes straight to the ghetto. <laughs> okay. okay. A, a bitch? <laughs> you want to classic holiday song? <laughs> yes! Oh my god. Okay. So, my next question for you is, describe okay. what Thanksgiving was like for you after you came out. See... I never had an awkward Thanksgiving, and that's because I always have, like, this one particular rule. I don't like bringing anyone that I'm dating or hunching on around, like, my extended family. Mm -hmm. I had to be solid with you to bring you around my extended family because we all know how family loves to pry. (laughs) So, I'm like, listen, I'm going to have to... We're going to have to figure this out because I don't need them all in my business. So, Thanksgiving has never been awkward, even after I came out. Same. Same. Even after that, I'm thinking, like, because I came out at 16, so after that, Thanksgiving was, it was pretty decent. I didn't really have any issues or any problems. Nobody really said anything reckless or anything like that to me, so I didn't really have no issues. But I always, like, we always hear those stereotypical stories about, like, parents or grandparents or your great auntie getting real flippant the lip. Because you just came out saying something slick. See, I ain't ever had that problem because my family knows me. And everyone knows you can either catch the sun lashing or you catch these hands. <laughs> Say either or. No, the sun lashing is more of the route that I prefer. Make it easy for yourself. The tongue lashing is lethal. and I don't know about y'all, but I'm petty. God's still working on me though. <laughs> he ain't through with you yet? He ain't through with me yet. He's uh, still working uh, on me. Oh my gosh. Okay, so... Tell me your favorite Christmas memory. <laughs> this is gonna be fucking good. <laughs> I feel it already. This so, is gonna be good. Okay. I said boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you know if you're from the hood, those the is the start of a tale. Y'all New Yorkers, that's that's the start. You know you're about to get some tea. With, I, I so boom. See, yeah. So <laughs> My dad used to have this habit when we were kids. He would always rec- pull out the v- the camcorder for Christmas morning. Legendary. Okay. okay. The, now, the minute you wake up on Christmas morning, like, because we were never the type, like, we would be antsy to go downstairs, but we always knew, don't go downstairs until they tell you to go. Right. 
So, it could be Christmas carols playing, because nine times out of ten, they had it on. If you're from the Tri-State area, you knew about Kiss FM or WBLS. Mainly Kiss FM, because Kiss FM would literally play nothing but Christmas music all Christmas Day. Okay. They would not play regular music at all on Christmas. Hmm. So, I think it was, what was it, The Temptations? Um, This Christmas, as you already know, their yeah. version of This Christmas is iconic. In my mind, it was like, we're gonna put this in a trio, child. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, Chris was always something memorable mm-hmm. because God rest his soul, my, um, my godmother's mom, her birthday is Christmas Eve. Okay. So, this Christmas in particular, my mother is, I'm enamored with my gifts. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, this was, I wasn't a child at this age, but I'm enamored with my gifts. I'm occupied, I'm trying to set shit up right now. I'm in my room. I'm in the groove. At this time, we had a dog. Okay. And Chance, if you guys know me personally, you know where I'm going with this. My mother, on the camcord, like, literally, it's on the tape for this Christmas. Lonnie! Come on! He gotta go! Mind, I'm like, I'm snarling under my breath, like, then you take him outside. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why I gotta take this dog out there? You try to unwrap gifts and shit. Mama talk about but taking out the dog. I'm, I'm, and I want it so bad because we all know you know better than to say, can't say anything back to your parent when they say something to oh you. Oh my gosh. But so bad, I'm like, if you, I want it so bad to say, if you wanted him to go outside so bad, you have sneakers. In a coat. His leash is downstairs. <laughs> Why are we rushing me? <laughs> and this is the same dog that she wanted to get because she wanted to go exercising. It turned into me walking and feeding the dog. <laughs> I promise you. It was like, no. You want a dog? That No. I'm going to end up with a damn dog. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, my best Christmas memory? Mm-hmm. I think it has to be when I was... Oh my gosh, how old were we? I can't even remember, but me and my little brother racked up that year. <laughs> we both got bikes. We got three new games for the Sega Genesis. Board games. We got clothes. We got all of the things that year. And of course, like every black family, they was recording it on videotape. Every... Christmas, it never fails. Never fails. Never fails. And it was so funny because they they took the, and then then like so you start at home and then you go to your other family members' houses. Mm. Then you get presents everywhere else. It was just that year was lit. We got all the shit. Listen, nothing was more lit than back in Christmas when you would end up with a solid close or not if not plus ten gifts. I, th- those were the days. See, and, and baby, I didn't have to give y'all gifts. Of the <laughs> y'all don't understand. <laughs> I'm not the type of person to be like, I want to receive, not give. But when when Christmas comes around, it'll be like, I'm technically buying y'all gifts to get in the gift and exchange. Like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> and I'm the same way because I love giving. I love being able to give people something that they really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I like seeing the reactions on people's faces. But sometimes you want to feel a little special and get something in return. And when you, you get grown, 
You don't really get that. You don't. And then unless it comes from your man, you don't really get that. Okay, because Thanksgiving is literally on Thursday. Let's talk about this right now because we got more than a month. We gotta get y'all shit together. Let's talk about this right now. I don't care what nobody tell you. If someone gets you any article of clothing that is not like that's basically not for leisure, if it's work clothes, bitch, that's not a Christmas gift. (laughs) If you get me Anything remotely close to that, that's not a Christmas gift. I don't care when nobody told you if your man or bae would ever tell you, uh, uh, try and give you sex as a Christmas gift, that's not a gift. Um, that's like Valentine's Day. So, no business casual wear and no dick for Christmas? That's what you're saying? I mean, I we'll talk about my um, abstinence journey in a later episode. <laughs> okay! Okay! Because okay. you haven't even noticed that it's been two months. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll come back to that later. All right, so. <laughs> woo, all right, so now that you've brought up Thanksgiving, my goodness. Not even Thanksgiving, we brought up Christmas. I mean, but well, you said if you, you buy, said. If you buy me any, and I'm going to recap, if you buy me anything that ret- that I have to wear to go to work every day, that is not a Christmas gift. <laughs> um, if I literally do not need it, like, or things that I don't need, it's not a Christmas gift. I want you to think. I even will. Some people won't accept it, but I will. I'll take a. I'll take a gift card. My thing is this: the gift should be thoughtful. That does not mean that it has to be elaborate or expensive. It doesn't. If you are giving me something that you, it's because when I open it, it should be like you thought about this. I thought about you, and this is for you, Marlon, because this is what you like. Okay. You see what I'm saying? That's like me popping up in here with uh with a vinyl that I know you don't have from Prince and be like, just because. That's I'm almost tearing up right now because my God. <laughs> you see? I will lose my shit. I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or a new rec- or a new record player. Chat. <laughs> see, I mean? see what I mean? Things that I love those types of reactions when I get yes. this. If I don't give you that kind of reaction, nine times out of ten, I just is like, uh, you gave me the gift receipt, it's right? so nice. If you gave me the gift receipt in the thing. So nice. Thank you so much. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm going to return, but get in the car. So I can't be with my, young, my younger sister. I'm going to return this shit tomorrow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so mentioning that Thanksgiving is literally Thursday. Literally. 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 Let's start here. If you could curate your dream Thanksgiving dinner, what would the menu be? I want some jerk turkey. Okay. Okay, we're off to a great start. I want some jerk turkey. I want the lasagna. Let me tell you how I want my lasagna. Okay. Break it down. I want my lasagna to have sat in that oven. I don't want it fresh the day of. Mm -hmm. I want it literally to prepare it beforehand. You just gotta warm that shit up. Because I don't care what no one say. Day old lasagna slaps. You need it the day after. (laughs) The day. Once them seasonings and shit them settle in that next day. The, afterwards, it's it, it busts. Okay, yes, it does. I need the I need excuse me the stuffing or dressing because some people like to call it dressing. Dressing. I need it with some sausage. I want it to be nice. I don't like dry stuffing. If your stuffing or dressing is dry, you can keep that shit. It's fucking Please nasty. Do. 
Um, the greens gotta slap. I need a side of hot sauce to go with my greens. Do not play with me. (laughs) (laughs) The mac and cheese. Let's talk about the girl. Let's talk about the Beyonce of the of Thanksgiving dinner. The mac and cheese. Got a bus. She okay. is the star of the show at she, all, all times. times. If she is not on point, the dinner is ruined. Just cancel it. If the mac do not, this ain't the time for you to experiment with the motherfucking mac and cheese. Let me tell you something. If you have to put anything other than cheese in your mac and cheese, this is not the time for you to put it on the damn table for people to consume. That is nasty. You wait for other times of the year to experiment with the mac and cheese. Not Thanksgiving, bitch. You. Do all your BDSM tricks on your mac and cheese on your own time, bitch. Not mine. I don't want to see no breadcrumbs. No. I don't want to see no raisins. Mm. I don't want to see You no can kick the fuck out if it's raisins in that damn that mac and cheese. In my motherfucking mac and cheese. The only thing that I will ever accept in my mac and cheese, there are two things. You can't have the first one, which Shrimp. is seafood. You uh, well, Shrimp or crab. I get... You, this is the one time that you would hear me admit this. I have a little SM, uh, ASMR for people that can have seafood because I can't have shellfish. But if you want chores with a little lobster, a little scrimps, that's your business, baby. So that or some bacon. Now, bacon, I will. T- I can completely. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's that girl. That's what I'm saying. That's that girl. She's okay. the candy of the pig. Give me a little bacon in there. Don't you fuck around and put no turkey bacon in my shit. I'll fuck you up. No. But bacon, sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I done stepped in on your show. You don't. Get, give me the rest of your menu. Now. So we have the greens. We, the greens got to have hot sauce on the motherfucking fat. Right. We, have to, we got the mac. Beyonce has shown up. The mac is in the room. Okay. What's next? Now, I'm not a... I, I could do with or without them, but you know, the fro, um, the refrigerated salads, which I'm talking about macaroni and um, macaroni and potato salad. Right, okay. okay like the, I, I call them the frozen salads, because okay. that's technically what they are. Um, could do with or without them, but let me be perfectly clear, too much paprika, you can keep that shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And last but not motherfucking least, if you know me, you know. I'm leaving with a sweet potato pie. I'm not eating it there. <laughs> I'm taking one with me. It will be had over a glass of wine, and I will be enjoying it in my house. Oh. All natural with a glass of wine. Talk about some bitch. This is a classic. After you heat that bitch up in the oven just a little bit, <laughs> and you get your fucking pot holder to just put on top of your lap so you don't burn your chimney. Fresh bitch. <laughs> I can't with you. Y'all with a glass of wine. That's some real grown shit. I just want you to know that. Listen, after I'm done saying hey to everybody and collecting my plates from various houses, that's what happens. <laughs> I can't. So, my fat ass. <laughs> because, bitch, I need the girls nah, to understand. I, where this is about that, to go, I'm coming, with a, I'm coming with a spread. I just need you to know that. The, okay. Now, before he gets into his, his what he wants... I think people need to understand. My friend over here gets down in the kitchen. I, I do, do some Like, things. you know, the pot don't stare for no reason. It's seasonings yeah. in that pot as mm-hmm. it's getting ready to prepare to have some things inside of it. Let's Absolutely. be perfectly clear. This is about to be a different kind of dinner. Bitch, I'm going to let him continue I just, now. I just need you to understand. All right, so. <clears throat> first of all, I want some fried turkey because I need it in my life. Now, hold up. <laughs> 
Hold up. Hold up now. Let me talk to you about fried turkey because God rest my soul, his soul, my uncle made some of the best fried turkey. Yeah. Some of you bitches can't fry turkey. <laughs> and contrary to belief, that turkey needs to be fried outside in an open space. Ooh, baby. Okay? In an open space. Don't be fucking your shit up. Don't, because it, it will catch fire in a minute. Don't be fucking your shit up. <laughs> It'll All catch right. fire. So, I need a fried turkey. All right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to just run down my entrees first. I need a fried turkey. I need a pot roast. I need it with potatoes, carrots, and celery. Thank you very much. Oh, yes. Um, I also need a ham. I, I need my ham. I need it. I need it smoked. It, I need it tender. I need it delicious. This is probably the one time a year that you would hear me say, I actually wouldn't mind me a little slice of ham. I, I need it. I need it. I'm salivating right now because I want it so yeah. bad. My mom, see, my mom would only make, um, make it for Thanksgiving like once. So I'll probably have me a little slither of a piece. Just a little slither of a piece, but I need several. I'm not the biggest um, fan of ham. Okay. So, we got fried turkey. We got the pot roast. We got the ham. And also, I need me some fried catfish. Bitch! I need it freshly. Bro. I need up. it made to order though. That tastes back. That tastes back to when we were fucking in Memphis, uh-huh. and we had the fucking catfish nuggets that's, from fucking from BB King. Mm-hmm, yeah, I've been loving catfish nuggets ever that's, since. That's right. That's right. Oh. That's right. Your boy also makes a mean catfish nugget. But at any rate, so we'll get some hot sauces busting. I'm telling you about it later. Those are my ooh ooh, or, ooh. Or the salmon cake. This is salmon cake. Don't you start reminiscing. All right, so <laughs> we got to focus. We got to focus. We got to focus. I'm here. I'm all here. Right, all right, all right. So we in. got the entrees out, right? Right. All right. right. So right. running down my sides. First of all, collard greens. That girl. Now. I need my greens. Now, now, I need my collards, mustards, and turnips. If you've never tried it. It'll change your life. Now, if you haven't had, and sorry to touch you off, if you haven't had a little cabbage in your greens, you ain't live, man. Nah. You ain't live. You, you ain't. You, you, you. Come on, Holiday. Come on, come on. You can't just do it like that. You got to warn that shit up. You can't do it. You can't give it to them like that. They're not ready for that. They're not ready for that. We're trying to ease them in. Bitch. All right. So, <laughs> I need my collards. Some mustards and turnips. I need smoked turkey butts or smoked turkey necks. Smoked turkey neck is better. Mind your business. Smoked turkey tails are top tier these days. I love a smoked turkey neck because that's my girl. But the butts been doing it lately. So that's coming from a cook's perspective. At any rate. Fair. So. We got the collard greens. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So then we got. Beyonce's in the building. In my case, it's Prince. Prince has stepped in macaroni and cheese on the table. She's right. Gotta have it. I need my sweet potatoes. Got to have them. That's yams, right. And that, yams or sweet potatoes. See, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. They're kind of the same thing. They, they really are. No shade. People call them different things. They really are the same damn They're really thing. the same. Bitch, cut that sweet potato up. Put the motherfucking butter the nutmeg, the cinnamon, and the brown sugar in the pot. Let her do her thing. That's what I need. I need those in my life. Okay. Okay. I need some pole beans. Yeah, this is different. Pole beans and potatoes. Need those in my life as well. Because I need two veggies. Okay? I need two. I need greens. Because you got to move the shit through your system. You really do. You're on a mission that day. 
You need as much green as you possibly can get because it helps everything. You need we're, spe- we're speaking from men that bottom experience. I mean, because <laughs> man, you might not get no ass that night. I'm gonna have to use some dick this night. But if and y'all, the gays already know if you ain't get ass either today or tomorrow, your ass ain't getting none until like Saturday night. You better get it Thanksgiving Eve. Because I find you ain't getting shit until like Saturday. Well, after my ass get off work on Friday. Okay. So, I got my two greens, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't forget my cornbread. Hold on. I'm getting emotional thinking about you it. You can't forget my cornbread. Now, if you a bad bitch. Uh, if you a bad bitch. Non-committal. Non-committal. My friend put me onto sweet potato cornbread with a honey butter glaze. You said my favorite thing. I love that. It's like, S- sir, ma'am, Mister, oh. sister. I need you to understand that thing right there slaps so nasty. You got me so excited when you said honey butter slaps so nasty. I <clears throat> I'm so mad that I cannot find honey butter up here. I only can find honey butter down south. Just gotta make you some, sis. It's gotta make you some. It's like, if it slap on, if you know the goodness of honey butter, it's she really does. Oh, it's so slaps. I need my cornbread. All right, boom. So then I get to my desserts. <laughs> I told y'all it was a spread. The I'm way, not fucking around. The way you said desserts, I need, need your desserts, right? I need those. Come on, Tad. I need a German chocolate cake. No, fuck you. This is um, my moment. This is my moment. I, well, but this is my moment. This is my spread. Mine. All right. So I need my German chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. I need my sweet potato pies. Plural. Multiple. Plural. Because let me let me pull over real quick. If there's only one sweet potato pie being made in your house, you need Jesus. Matter of fact, I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. If it's only two sweet potato pies being made in your house, one of two things are happening. You don't know what you're doing. Mm. Or your family is literally you and someone else. And that person don't eat like that. Because I promise you, in a black household, if the sweet potato pie is busting, that shit is... First of all, sweet potato pies come on a tower. Okay? There are towers of them. At least a dozen. My, let me tell you something. If I don't know nothing else, my mama's sweet potato pie slaps like all hell. Baby. And she know. Because I already had the conversation with her. Mind you, I was at work. I put my headset in real quick to be like, so... What time am I coming to the house and how many pies am I getting? That's it. That's it. Because, <laughs> no, these are agreements that need to be made ahead of time. So my German chocolate cake. I need my sweet potato pie. I also need my red velvet. Bitch. Or thanks. I need my red velvet. Yes, God. And then last but not least, I need my girl, my pound cake. I need her. Yeah, that's a first time I've heard pound cake mention for Thanksgiving meal. I'm from Chicago, Midwest best. We got that southern shit going on. I need my pound cake. If you want to feel fancy and give me my cream cheese frosting, you can do so. But I can also do it without. Just make sure you know what the fuck you're doing. And that's my spread. That's what I need. Child. That's what I need. Child. So you know what? Since we're here, we're going to segue. It's, we talked about all this deliciousness. I, I taste it on my tongue. I'm, I'm so ready to eat. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, so, I'm like saving my appetite for Thursday, truth be told. I'm so hungry. I'm so I'm so hungry right now. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you <laughs> <like this>? So <sighs> since we 
here and we've talked about all the deliciousness. My next question for you is this, friend. What? What is the worst dish you've ever had for either of the year-end holidays and who made it if you bought it? Call them out. Say their fucking names. Who did it? The worst dish you've ever had. Ever. Does it count if I never had it? No. You have to... We're speaking from experience. I want to hear I, have the, I want to hear the rage. What was it? Okay. What did you put in your I, mouth? I, I, you was I, like, I have a tale to tell, and and I missed my dressing. I'm so sorry. I cannot uh, dress. I thought you I mentioned missed. your dressing. Did I? Yeah, I think you did. I did. I just have to make sure. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So this kind of counts because I have bad food allergies. If you know me, you know that it's yeah, bad. It's it is bad. I feel so bad for you, friend. <laughs> It's okay, it's okay. It's all right. Come back. Come back. All right. So, God rest his soul. One year, I forget the exact year, we drove, I think it might have been 04. We caught the Greyhound down to the Carolinas to see my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Now, I want y'all to pay attention to this story because it gets wild. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> we go to my aunt's house um, in Lancaster, South Carolina. And my grandmother, they're making the Thanksgiving dinner because we came down for the holiday. It was just me, us, and my mom. Like, me and my sisters. Mm-hmm. By the way, I promise you, if you never heard me say it, I have to reiterate it a fucking again. I will never say Greyhound. Like, if it's further than D.C., it's just a wrap. It's just not happening. It's a, it, it's a fajita. It's a wrap. Because, <laughs> bitch, I'm not doing it. I'm slap the fuck out of you <laughs> It's a fajita. I'm not taking a bus past fucking DC. We done. Like I don't even like, and I got to be in the very beginning of the bus, which I am tall. My knees will easily touch the back of that fucking seat, but that's not all we hear, y'all. So we get down there, and my grandmother starts to make the chitlins. Oh shit! Now. I, if you know me very well, you know I'm not the biggest fan of pork. I've never been a real fan of pork. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. The bacon slaps like all hell. The sausage, after a while, the smell gets to me and I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. But, in this instance, my grandmother is making chitlins in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you guys should see Marlon gagging, thinking about the smell of chitlins being cooked. Just cleaning them. It's we ain't dis- even got to the cooking yet. Clean- cleaning sorry, up this- shit is disgusting. It's your time, friend. I'm sorry. So, <clears throat> we in the house and my grandmother's cooking it. And then, randomly, my allergies start to act the fuck up. Oh, shit. Baby. You, you saw what happens when that happens. Yes. So, imagine just the smell of chitlins being cooked. My eyes are swelling up. My throat is closing up, and I need to get the fuck out of the house because it's only because the chitlins are being cooked. Damn, friend. Hence why, if any time that my mother tells me I'm making chitlins, I would not go to her house. I won't go to my family house. Mm -mm. I'm like, I'll see y'all after y'all done. Yeah. And air the fucking house out. (laughs) Air it. I will always stand on the test of time, though I never ate it. I will swear up and down, I flipping can't stand chitlins. One of my aunts one year committed a crime. Oh shit, okay. What did she do, friend? Talk to us. That's why we here to say space. I know how I feel about my goddamn hair. 
Oh, what she do? Friend, I don't know what the fuck she put on. It was bad. It was terrible. It was bad. It was so bad. Oh my god. Some butter on top and toasted it. It was so good. I was so ready. It was, was it was it lightly toasted? Or heavily toasted? I need her a little melanated. So you know the butter crisped over on top and then she was a little brown and then she was stiff on the sides and it's real soft in the middle. That's what I need so you can sop up everything. Yes, God. Okay, okay. I had me a nice hefty slice of ham. I put that bitch in my mouth and spit that shit right out and right back out. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, I don't right know. all the, I, I could taste. It was like cl- cloves mixed with she. She just didn't do it right. How you cook a ham and it tastes canned? It was wrong, friend. A canned it was ham. Wrong. And it what was is this wrong. It not even that. It was just. It just. T- it tasted like metal. It was so. Bad. Like, I'm talking about it right now. I can I can taste it on my tongue and I just want to retch. It was so bad. And I was so sick. It was no more, no, nobody else made hell. <sighs> Terrible. See, see, see the, tra- the trauma y'all put people through with that nasty way don't doing know shit. what you're doing, don't do it. Not to mention, I just I said it earlier. I'm going to reiterate the shit again. Thanksgiving is not the time for you to put out a new fucking dish that you have not tried on the family yet. Listen, you got to do the trials first. You got to do the testers. Because, bitch. Get in the kitchen and do your practice. Run her back first. Top of the month. Groceries are still, you know, still regular prices. You go in there, you get your ingredients, you make your little small one. That tastes good. What I need to add, what I need to take away. You do that. So when Thanksgiving, when, when it's game time... You got your shit together. Like, sometimes in the kitchen, it's about testing certain things. And it can taste good to you, but to other people, it could be disgusting. Mm, and you don't want that. It could be downright fucking nasty. Crazy. Like, again, to save y'all the embarrassment of being embarrassed, especially if you bring in babe with you to dinner or whatever, that's not the time for you to try a new recipe on any dish on Thanksgiving. No, it's not, because they will drag you. They will drag you to For all eternity. So, segueing into the next topic, speaking of dragging something to the utter depths of hell. What? Let's talk about it. You ready, friend? Go ahead, talk to me. I'm scared. And Wayne revealed to us that there was actually a dress rehearsal of the show beforehand, which was taped. No one knows this. You ready for this? Girl! the Super Bowl. This is the secret. You shoot it twice. You shoot the performance twice because the first time you shoot it, you shoot it in case the satellite goes down and they have to cut to the original rehearsal. So they had a second performance that the minute that happened, they could have pushed the button and cut to the tape, and they didn't. That documentary that New York Times put out about the whole dressing down of Janet Jackson on Hulu, if you have not watched it, baby... I have not watched it yet. Y'all, you might watch to. it over dinner this evening. You, it, I promise you, <clears throat> the way they did her was disgusting. Let's talk about this. I'm calling 2022 justice for Janet year because we're coming around the river band to this shit. Mm-hmm. 
that clip today pissed me off so bad because I forgot which show I was watching when they went into just how bad this one man went in on Janet. Oh, the head, you mean the head of CBS? Yes. Because he, I don't know what it was, but they literally had such a hard on for her. Like, it wasn't just him. It was, I think, the advi- like the head of the advisory board, too. Yeah, like, it was, it was a snowball effect. Like, but he it was, was pushing it, and it just went, it spread like wildfire. The shade of it all is these are all white men that literally had it out for Janet. Over a nip, over a titty. A titty? All of this over a titty. Of all of the things. Over a bare a bare breast, a titty like that we saw for less than ten seconds. It just makes no sense. And seeing that, and like hearing, because I wasn't when the Super Bowl incident happened with them. <clears throat> I wasn't paying attention to the news and stuff like that, or really into like how bad she had it after that, and the inner workings. And on the outside looking in, if you really don't know about all of that bullshit, you would look at Janet's career and you would feel like she still did good. But she was blocked from so many things. Janet could have actually been even bigger than she is right now if Mm. this shit never happened. And to hear that you bitches do two performances of this shit and y'all put that one out. And not to mention, you had the actual opportunity to flash to the rehearsal where you wouldn't even saw the breasts. You wouldn't have saw nothing. And the thing that bothers me the most when you watch it, when you actually get to watching that documentary, is they showed how Justin literally was all over the place. All over the place. And he was on a kiss-ass mission now. Yes, after he that was. thing happened. But the one thing he did not do... He never caped for her. He never sided with her. He left her out to fucking dry. Until like what? Last year? This year? Mind you, you would have thought the time for him to publicly apologize to Janet would have happened right after the incident. No. It took you how many years? And you you had a whole halftime show. And you waited till well after to apologize. Makes absolutely no sense. None. None whatsoever. I'm like, this is dumb. It's dumb. It's stupid. And... Everybody involved. When you sit back and trust me, I always will say it, Justin, contrary to belief, he actually I do enjoy his music for the most part, but I'm also able to call bullshit. Yeah. You should have been apologized to her and Britney years ago. You should have been right there in the thick of all of that bullshit with, with both her. of them. You should have especially Janet, because at that moment she literally was up against nothing but Upset, uptight, prude white people. Yes. Like, oh, what about the kids? I'm like, y'all, I'm so sick of y'all and this fucking excuse about the damn kids. <laughs> Half of y'all didn't even want the kid. You damn near had an abortion period, um, abortion appointment already scheduled. What do you mean, what about the kids? And Girl, what about your snot-nosed ass kids that I have nothing to do with raising? And half of them have seen y'all titties flopping through the house anyway. So y'all what's the like, difference? Seen titty, that's probably seen a dick. You just never know. 
But we're so <clears throat> up in arms about Janet showing a titty for less than five fucking and seconds. And stop fucking sexualizing children all the goddamn time. Because that's, that's what y'all really doing. Every time y'all bring up the kids, I'm like, why are you so <sighs> pressed but, about your kids and sex like that? Why? But, what about the cuts? What about the cuts? <laughs> the fuck? What about, what about the cuts? No one cares about the cuts? Fucking dumb. Fucking dumb. What so, about the cuts? <sighs> last but not least, we're going to close it out. With how I make you feel, friend. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. I only got one this week. Oh, the, oh wow. Okay. And this one it? comes from La Vida Loca 34. That is L-A-V-I-T-A-L-O-C-A and the number 34. And it reads, Walls keep everybody out. Boundaries teach people where the door is. I know that's racist. I know that's motherfucking Walls right. keep everybody out. But boundaries teach people where the door is. When you put your foot down about your motherfucking boundary, and you got some people that don't know how to take it, mm-hmm. that's the, the, they're being shown the door. It's the people that don't know how to take the boundary. Yeah. But the door right in. That's a multifaceted lesson for me. That one hit me hard because a lot of people like to walk around and glamorize having their walls up and not realizing that you're not really keeping anybody out of anything because you can have walls up but you don't have any boundaries yeah you see what I'm saying and half of the time people that develop boundaries are just people that literally let people run amok inside of their personal life and they knew too much so it's like alright to kind of rectify this okay I need my space respect my distance stay out my business listen and then like learning to build boundaries, which is something that I've like, this is a lesson that's been going on forever for me, mm-hmm. especially when we, you grew up with people pleasing like us. Hello, somebody. Learning how to set boundaries has been a task. It ain't easy. It's not easy, but learning where to put up your boundaries is, is telling people where to get on and off with you. So you can be comfortable and live your life comfortably and people can comfortably be invited into your life if you so choose for them to be there. Mm-hmm. So, set your boundaries, people. Set those boundaries, in. Not the walls, because they're not really keeping shit out. I mean, if that's the case, then half of you girls will keep your walls inside your bus and puss, but here we are. Ooh, well, that's it for my pod. I'm putting <laughs> the lid on it. <laughs> Didn't expect that last sprinkle of sasson. <laughs> That's, that's right. You need a little flavor, a little color. A little, you know, a little, a little seasoning. A little seasoning. It reminds me of when I was watching, um, started watching um, Colin in Black and White. And it was the first time he had went to like, because if you guys don't know Colin Kaepernick's um, background story, he was adopted and he his adopted parents were white. Mm-hmm. So I can, mm-hmm. I'm like reading a little conflict, a little bit. I could be wrong here, allegedly. So... When he went, he always had a thing for Alan Iverson, not in a sexual way, but more so idolizing as to how he expressed himself, especially as a black man. And if you guys remember, we didn't really get let into like the hood side of things when it came to like these athletes and where they come from until like Alan Iverson. So Colin used to have a fro like he has now, but he had got it braided. And. It would remind me of whenever his mom would cook for him, he would always want to use like salt and pepper because it wasn't enough. But the first time he actually went to get his hair braided by a black woman, 
and they fed him, and he was like, oh, you should get him some salt and pepper, because he always has it nearby. She was like, I don't need it for this. <laughs> he was tearing that steak up. You hear me? I know that's right. You got it's got It got to come seasoned. I know that's right. It got to be seasoned already. <clears throat> so. Hmm. There was something at the top of the show that you wanted to say. And I stopped you. You did. I stopped you because you, you you can't just you can't just give it to him like that. You 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 sure? You got you got to you got to do like Jill. You got to make him wait. You sure? You got to make him wait. Why well, gotta make him wait? And now is the time. Now it is. Now is the time. You sure? I am positive. I I don't think they're ready for it. It don't even matter at this point. It, it don't? No. Why not? No. Why? no, because next week will be too late. Next week will be too late. It'll are be we, too late. Are we coming back next week? Is the pod canceled? Is it? What? Nah. Nah. I thought it's, the pod was canceled. You it's not canceled. No, it's not canceled. It's not canceled. I'm scared. I'm scared. So, I know y'all remember we was telling you that big things are gone. We're doing big things over here at Who Raised You Hoes, Ho Nation. And uh, we are happy to announce mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. we just joined a network. Yes, we did. That's right. Think, think you heard that correctly. Um, this is actually our last episode as free agents, you can say. Yeah. This is the last solo ride. This is this, the last solo, solo it's ride. It's been a journey. This has been a long three and a half years. I didn't get the chance to... Celebrate the pie turning three because at that time you were dealing with your dad. I was just lost my grandmother, so I didn't get the chance to really celebrate the pie, the pie turning three. So, what better time than any to announce that this is our last show as free agents mm-hmm. as of December first? Can I get a drum roll, please? Get Jack on straight. As of December first, we are officially joining the Sweet Talkers Network. That's right, bitch. <laughs> we are officially Sweet Talkers in this whole shout out to Chase Cassidy. Yes. Over there at the Sweet Talkers, head of the Sweet Talkers and host of the Cookout Podcast. We are joining an elite set up group of people of podcasts. Y'all about to get some new heat, some new flavors, some new things that are gonna come along. We are doing big things over here, y'all. And that's right. With us joining the network, that means you will be seeing more of us that's outside right. of just who raised you hoes. That's right. There are other things boiling in that pot, not Marlins, hmm. but there's other things boiling in the pot that we're working on that we're not telling y'all just yet. Start but just don't understand. Next week is actually something because guess what? Also, guys, okay. next week Chase will be coming on the Who Raised You host. Ah! <laughs> That's it. That is it. So we will see you next week, and it'll be our first episode a part of the Sweet Talkers Network, and we will have the head of the network with us. That's right. And uh y'all hoes ain't off the hook. Don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. That don't change. Let's be perfectly that clear. Changes. That never, never changed. Changes. At all, I noticed my the ax the ax inbox is empty. Again, you know I noticed we had got another rating on Apple Podcasts, but y'all not. Do- and we love y'all. Thank you for listening and, and supporting. And but we need more. Yes, we do. We want to see receipts that you listen and show us a receipt. That's we love a receipt. You, Christmas is coming. You think we should do a give a giveaway for um comments on for the Apple Podcast? We should be. 
since you know we gotta bribe y'all to do things. Let's let's think about that. Let's let's go. Let's marinate. Let's take the table and discuss it. Maybe we'll tell them next week if something's gonna happen. We'll see who's listening for real. Okay, and if you listen to this part and actually heard it, I want to hear your input on it. Thank so, you. like he said, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. That's right. While Apple Podcasts leaves a review, it helps us go up in the rankings. That's right. If you want our advice on something, want us to t- want to tell us about how your nigga, how your girl, whatever may have you fucked up, give us those listener letters. If you want to send a letter, a letter to us, it is at wryhpodcast at gmail.com for serious business inquiries. No, I don't care about any of your money that's stuck. I don't do fraud. Our actual business email Hello. is wryhpodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Once again, listen to letters at wryh.com. I mean, at wryh at gmail.com for business inquiries. Serious business inquiries. W-R-Y-H podcast at gmail.com. That's right, bitch. And with that being said, we'll see y'all next week. Enjoy y'all Thanksgiving. Don't get too fucked up. And make sure, please, whatever y'all do, drive sober. That's it. And we will see y'all next week. Bye, y'all! Hoes. Sluts. Bitch. Jezebels. Tramps. Scallywags. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>